It's 11 minutes before the hour. You're listening to Raven Radio, KCW, in Sitka. Today is Tuesday, January 11th. I'm Meredith Reddick with Raven News. The city of Angoon declared a public water emergency over the weekend. In a letter dated January 9, Mayor Maxine Thompson writes that after weeks of addressing the problems at the community's water plant, they have exhausted all local options. The city has been asking community members to conserve water since mid-December when the water operator discovered leaks at its water treatment plant. The Alaska Department of Environmental Conservation issued a boil water notice for the community on January 6th. In the letter, Thompson says she contacted the State of Emergency Operations and an engineer with the Alaska Native Tribal Health Consortium for assistance. The city requested that ANTHC send a plumber and an electrician to isolate and repair problems at the plant. KCW reached out to Mayor Thompson and the Alaska Native Tribal Health Consortium today for comment. According to a report published by the Alaska Department of Homeland Security on Monday, Angoon's water system was operational with water in storage tanks and most residents having water on Sunday evening. The situation is expected to continue improving, with warmer temperatures forecasted for today. When the Sitka Assembly meets tonight, it will consider asking the Police and Fire Commission to research options for equipping local police officers with body cameras. The discussion item was sponsored by Assembly members Kevin Mosher and Rebecca Himshoot. In a memo to the Assembly, they referenced some statistics from an Anchorage Daily News article. 80% of large police departments nationally use body cameras, and by 2016, around half of all police departments in the U.S. were using them. Last fall, Anchorage voters approved a tax to fund body cameras for city police. If the Assembly decides to direct the City Administrator and Commission to research body cameras, the Commission will also be tasked with looking into grant funding for the cameras and how much collecting and storing the data would cost. In other business, the Assembly will hold its first budget work session of the new year, kicking off the City budget cycle for fiscal year 23. The Sitka Assembly meets at 6 p.m. tonight. Raven News will broadcast the meeting live following Alaska News Nightly. Sitka reported 76 new coronavirus cases between Friday and Sunday, according to data from the Alaska Department of Health and Social Services. The new cases bring the city's seven-day case rate to 162, continuing the biggest surge the community has seen since July. It's the second-highest weekly COVID case count ever reported in Sitka. Sitka set its record for the most cases reported in a one-week period on July 25th when 178 cases were reported. Since the beginning of the pandemic, Sitka has reported a total of 1,559 cases, 29 hospitalizations, and 6 deaths. It's been a frustrating winter for ferry service in southeast Alaska. A combination of supply chain issues and an aging fleet has made marine highway schedules especially sporadic this year. KCW's Tosh Kimmel spoke with one Sitka resident about the far-reaching effects of Alaska's failing ferries. Like many rural southeast communities, Sitka has seen long gaps in ferry service this winter. For Michelle Putz, her plans to move to Colorado have been at the mercy of an unpredictable ferry schedule. My spouse and I were moving south and we're taking the ferry as sort of our last way of, of you know, leaving Sitka. 
the movers cannot take uh, anything that's liquid because it will freeze during the winter time. And turns out that smoked salmon jars have liquid in them. So we've got to bring like liquids and stuff that's important to us for the next couple of months and three cats um, in our truck on the ferry. Putz and her husband Perry are in the process of selling their house in Sitka. They were scheduled to leave on January 16th, but then the Matanuska sailing was canceled, leaving them without a ride. They've been renting a place while they wait for the next boat to arrive, an extra expense on top of the big move. We'll be paying for the rental for a couple of weeks. Luckily, we're able to do that. It'll it'll make it not ridiculously more expensive, but, uh, you know, more challenging. It's been nearly a month since Sitka's last ferry. And with maintenance on the Matanuska extended through the end of January, the state has been attempting to fill in long service gaps throughout the region. While the Leconte replaced some of the Matanuska's trips to Haines and Skagway, it didn't replace any of Sitka's canceled sailings for December or January. Putz said they would have moved earlier if they could. Part of the reason we're moving now is because there were no ferries for October and November, like none, not a single ferry was coming through Sitka, which is crazy. The Alaska Marine Highway, facing budget cuts and mechanical breakdowns, has become less and less reliable for the Southeast communities which once considered it a lifeline to the outside world. For puts, while delays have been inconvenient, they haven't necessarily been a surprise. There's definitely been a reduced schedule and reduced quality of, of travel because, you know, you don't know what's going to happen. You know, I knew that the ferries were, the, the schedules were questionable, so I thought if we waited until the middle of January that they'd have had everything figured out by then. The couple was rescheduled for a January 30th sailing. Then the state canceled that sailing too, pushing their trip back to February 13th, almost a month behind their original departure date. The reduced schedule means that if they have to push something back, then essentially everything gets pushed back. According to the Department of Transportation, the Matanuska is supposed to come back into service at the beginning of February. But right now, it's still in a Ketchikan shipyard. Put says people often ask her what they'll do if the ferry doesn't come. My answer is always, um, wait. <laughs> so we'll be waiting. Reporting in Sitka, I'm Tosh Kimmel. Sitka will see its first ferry in over a month on January 12th when the Kennecott docks at 8.15 a.m. For those who want to travel to Bellingham, they'll have to wait on the February 13th sailing of the Matanuska. The state has not issued an update on the Matanuska since December 27th. KCAW has reached out to the Department of Transportation for more information. Schools, businesses, and government offices across the southern panhandle were closed on Monday after a combination of snow and rain made travel difficult. KRBD's Eric Stone has more. Ketchikan residents reported parked cars spontaneously sliding down hills as heavy rains turned snow into ice. O.C. Knowlton says his car slid four or five feet down his sloped driveway overnight. I walked down to the end of the garage. And I saw my car was halfway out into Lincoln Street, almost completely blocking the road. And I thought, what on earth, you know, that there's just no way that it slid all the way down there. He said he wasn't going into work because his office was flooded. And he wasn't the only one who woke up with his car, not quite where he left it. My husband yesterday went outside of, you know, 
uh, clear some drains and notice that his card slid back on like three, four feet. That's Donna Boss. She lives nearby. She says the power wagon's parking brake didn't help. If it's icy or rainy, I usually put on my emergency brake because I thought like it could possibly happen, but I didn't think it actually did happen. And then I noticed, too, my neighbor, whose driveway is even um, less steep than mine, his car had slid yesterday also, so it was pretty insane. The slippery conditions came after more than two and a half inches of rain fell on top of unusually heavy snow, Kimberly Vaughn of the National Weather Service told KRBD during a morning interview. And unfortunately, now the... Um the hazards change from snow accumulation to just what the snow does when it reacts with um, the rain that we're now getting, which is to turn it to ice. The wet weather wrought havoc all over the region. In Ketchikan, school officials canceled class on Monday due to treacherous, icy conditions on roads and school grounds. City and borough offices were also closed, and some businesses said they were closing up shop as well. State offices, including Ketchikan's public health clinic, followed suit. Roads in town were relatively clear by Monday afternoon, though some ice remained on many sidewalks and driveways. On Prince of Wales Island, the State Department of Transportation urged residents to stay home as crews worked to clear and sand roads. Standing water had been reported between Thorn Bay and Kassan, but the Department of Transportation said in a statement that crews with the organized village of Kassan had been able to clear outlets and drain the flooded roadway. Classes at the Thorn Bay School were canceled Monday. Officials in the Prince of Wales Island community of Klawak urged residents to conserve water for at least 24 hours after leaks and blockages drained much of the community's drinking water supply. But the community's school held in-person classes and the airport is ice-free and operational. Roads in Cloac and the nearby community of Craig were in pretty good shape, according to state transportation officials. And classes in Craig are virtual this week because of an uptick in coronavirus cases. Metlakatla's Walden Point Road, which connects the town with the community's ferry terminal, was closed Monday morning, according to local police. It reopened later that afternoon. A Monday morning ferry run to Ketchikan was canceled. Annette Island School District classes are also in distance learning this week because of COVID-19. Relief from the icy mess is in store for Ketchikan and the Southern Panhandle, says the weather services at Kimberly Vaughn. You're seeing high temperatures during the day getting into the uh, 40s. So that should um, help with that melting of the snow and ice over this next week because we have no um, temperatures below freezing forecasted for the next week. In the meantime, it's a good idea to wear some ice cleats when venturing outdoors. Reporting in Ketchikan, I'm Eric Stone. On the community calendar for today in Sitka, the Sitka Sound Science Center's free Sitka Sprout Science Program for those aged 3 to 5 and their parents meets at 10.30 a.m. at the center. And Sitka Parks and Recreation Committee meets at noon today at Harrigan Centennial Hall. I'm Meredith Reddick, and this has been Raven News.